0: Hey ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the God, Guns, and Family podcast. Today we are talking about the guns aspect of the God, Guns, and Family podcast. Also talking about a little bit of protection and what to kind of do to stay aware of your surroundings. And um, just be a little bit more vigilant in today's...
1: <laughs> so i'll never get and, old
0: yeah no i mean it might be for people who listen All, will i eight mean, also
1: them. true that is hey all 80, actually, there's more
0: than eight yeah there's more than eight um yeah so uh today uh we kind of switching switching the script a little bit actually going to talk yes, about sorry. like gun type stuff on the yeah. God, guns family podcast so thanks for the tuning. gun part we to talk about the God part.
1: We always talk about the God about family,
0: the but we gotta we always forget about the guns. And you know, guns have feelings too.
1: This is true. They do. I carry so, my um,
0: so yeah, it was uh so protection actually is a big deal. Um, coincidentally enough, the stuff going on in Israel today yes. and yesterday well, yesterday yep. is when it started, but yeah, um kind of a significant thing. Yep. Um if you just, don't really know little. about it. It's uh a huge deal. They came in all different waves of attacks, like and coincidentally enough, on top of that, it was right after Biden released like six billion dollars to Iran. Ye- yep. That's weird. It's weird stuff. So on top of always trying to be, you know, a good person, trying to do your best to be, you know, yes. Christ-like, I guess you could say. Yep. We're always Still having to be cognizant of the potential dangers out there, right? So dangerous people, things, situations, whether it's a car, traffic,
1: like whatever whatever. it is, man, whatever it is,
0: just being cognizant and having some uh, situational awareness
1: all the time. Yeah, dude, all the time. I think like, you know, just like you we practice spiritual disciplines, practicing those disciplines as well is equally important. Like being mm-hmm. situationally aware it takes discipline. Like, is it is it easier to mindlessly walk into an establishment, get whatever you need, mindlessly walk out and be on with the day? Probably would be if but is it more wise to walk into an establishment knowing, Hey, if something were to go wrong, there's an exit, there's a door. This is the safest route out. If you've mm-hmm. your family, like if you got whatever, or you're by yourself, like I'm always thinking about, you know, this is how many exits are here. The fastest way in did I park in a spot that would be advantageous to leave quickly if needed. Um, it's all these and but that mindset takes discipline. It's not like you just wake up one day and you're like situationally aware and you're cognitively thinking about all these things. It's yep. like you have to train your mind to to work that way, to think that way. And like some people, I used to I get people would ask, "Well, that's like a really morbid way of looking at life." I'm like, "No, it's a very real way." Like, yeah, especially now the way society is trending. It's where, especially as a Christian, as one who's not just, you know, a a Christian by name, but as a follower of Christ, you're immediately already have a target on your back in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm. People don't like Christians nowadays. Like if you say, Hey, I believe in Jesus. They're like, you get scoffed at, you get cursed at, you get spit on all these different things. So you couple those two things together being, you know in a crazy culture and time where it seems like it's just more and more kinetic and more and more crazy and more and more just off the wall. You don't really know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you say that you're a follower of Jesus. It's like the perfect mix. Like as a, as a man, he's commissioned us to be the leader and the follower and the protector of our home. So as men, we need to be more cognizant of becoming situationally aware and training in proficiency, whether it's jujitsu or a martial art and with a firearm or all of these different systems are only as good as often as you train them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but also as what's been pretty cool over the last couple of years, um, really just telling my beautiful wife about why, like the philosophy as to why I carry my gun the way I do, um, it took her like two years and now she carries regularly too on person not just not just you know in a purse but on body yeah. um because she knows like hey hold on one second let me unzip my purse let me pull it it's like she that she understands the necessity of milliseconds in in a fight that is it requires lethal force right S- fractions of seconds matter and Mm -hmm. she understands that so but it was a long road a lot of conversations of like i'm like hey babe i bought you this pistol she's like yeah i know but it was like really also weighing the like the the idea of it could i use it she had to come to that idea and realization on her own i couldn't persuade her nor would i want to right it's Mm -hmm. a responsibility as soon as you leave the house with a firearm. It's a responsibility that every round that leaves your chamber, that's your responsibility. And wherever that goes, you're responsible for what happens to on the other side of that round, you know, we can get into the whole justified in the criminal court of law versus found guilty in the civil court of law. That whole thing would take a whole nother podcast to explain, but there's a responsibility and weight that comes with carrying a firearm, but it all comes down to the mind. Could you use your firearm or your weapon when you, if you needed to, could you take a human life? And that's a question everyone's got to ask themselves. Honestly, you yeah. know, it's not just cool. It's not decoration. You don't just like get a nickel plated 1911 to carry around because it's an accessory. It just doesn't work that way. Like your weapon should be in working decent order with the knowledge and the responsibility that, yes, I've made a conscious decision that I could use this weapon in order to defend someone who's in need or my family or myself. Yeah. Those are things you have to ask yourself. That's not like something that you can just wake up one morning and decide, oh yeah, I'm going to carry a gun forever. Like, I mean, even for myself, it took me a long time to decide yes, like, this is something that I, I wanted to do because I enjoyed shooting. I enjoyed doing all the things, but it was like, I don't know if I want to carry this every day. Like this is a responsibility. And, and, you know, finally I was just like, you know what dude? at the end of the day, if it's me going home to my family versus someone who's trying to cause harm, imminent danger and harm to me, it's like, I'm going home to my family every time. Yeah. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to go out trying anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a no brainer. I think,
0: um, And with every, you know, like with everything going on, like you said, we have to understand that being, being Christians and being white Christians and men, Mm -hmm. we are like one of the most hated population in the world today. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's insane. And for no reason other than that, for those three things. So just um you know being immediately labeled as a racist or a homophobe or whatever it is just because we are white and christian when we're actually probably some of the most accepting people around you know and i mean Mm -hmm. that's just that's just the way it is right yeah so if you're going to be constantly i mean probably not where i'm at but it may be a little bit more prevalent where
1: in phoenix yeah you tell him doggy yeah he's all of a sudden got a thinks he's a tough guy
0: barking yeah it goes in it goes into the conversation where like if you're a female and a white christian female and you have children and you are the one who and if you're if you're with them by yourself mm-hmm. I and mean, we're going to be real here there's far less chance that someone is going to try to attack Aaron if I'm with them oh yeah 100 if it's just Aaron and Andrew there's a much higher chance that that's a possibility yep. just being real like this and honestly it
1: is. too I think there's a an exponential growth in um, like percentage of possibility. If it's a woman that's by herself with an increased number of children, yeah, it makes her a more susceptible target because she's got her hands full. Like Amanda tries not to go to the store when she's got all three kids and she's by herself. Like she wants to minimize the exposure yeah. and the risk by making the decision not to go to the store until I get home. Cause it is honest. Like, If I was an aggressor, would I attack a woman by herself? Or would I attack a woman with her husband or the man, the male next to her? Like they're together, they're together. It's just logically not going to happen. Yeah. And then that's when you have to take into consideration too, as a person
0: who is in this mindset of like, you know, a protector, quote unquote, you're always Like, at least in my mind, I'm always keeping an eye out for that specific thing because I know specifically that a woman by herself or a woman with children by herself is going to be a bigger target. So I'm ultimately going to be keeping an eye out for that specifically, Mm -hmm. because if if it goes down and something happens, they're likely going to be a target of something, Mm -hmm. you know, them or an elderly couple or elderly in general. You know what I mean? So, um just kind of having that mindset on a consistent basis, I think is very important Uh, just because the world is the way it is today.
1: And really in all honesty and how different would the world look if us as people genuinely looked out for our neighbor says, love Mm -hmm. your neighbor as yourself and have no, you know, and love God with all your heart, mind, body and soul. right? That's Jesus boiled down the commandments to that. If we as a society took the time to genuinely care for the person next to us, which mean would be for that, right? Like with nothing in return, like no ulterior motives, it was like, Hey, if I see something happening at the grocery store and I stick up for elderly person or woman with Mm -hmm. no, with no expectation of anything, like just to be a genuinely good person, that's looking out for my brother and my sister, how different would the world look like we have the ability to change the status quo one person at a time if our ability to love selflessly first within our home but then to the people outside of our home like how much different could we make the world one person at a time <clears throat> if every interaction is to see the better of people period
0: mm-hmm. not
1: not oh betterment of the people that match my socioeconomic standard or my race or none of that BS. Like if we just genuinely cared, because guess what? You got blood in your veins and breath in your lungs. Like you're my brother in Christ. You're my sister in Christ. It doesn't matter where you're from, who you talk to, what you look like, what's what, how much money you make. None of that matters. It's the kingdom of God and his people. And if everyone collectively was made in his image, it's our responsibility to protect them. You know, I heard a very secular explanation of what was happening as far as is this whole thing that we find ourselves in, which I just thought the thought was intriguing. It's like back in the day, like when we were fighting and hunting for our food, it was like talking about why society is the way they are and why everyone's fragile and like, doesn't, can't go outside without, you know, catching, you know, some sort of sickness or everyone's intolerant to gluten or whatever this whole whatever the thing is right yeah Um, but they were saying those who went out and foraged and hunted for their animals and harvested the grain years and years and years years and years ago those who were intolerant to that didn't eat like it there was all these things that we made the civilized like uh civilization more civilized, which has now perpetuated these problems where people who are reproducing are reproducing in such a way that like there were, it's not genes weeding themselves out. It's like, we're perpetuating this negative side of the world, which is why everyone's intolerant to whatever and why people are fragile. But it was just an, an idea in my head that I was like, man, isn't that so different that like we have put aside the things that made us strong like a strong country strong men strong women it's like if you look at a gym class clip of a video from 1960 to a gym class video in high school or of high schoolers now like the dudes from 1960s every single one of them's fit every single one of them is doing their pt stuff we've strayed Mm -hmm. away from those things um to make life easier for people and making life easier for people is translating to problems now where nobody wants to um, go out of the way to help anybody. Nobody wants to put themselves in a position where they could be at, at risk for helping somebody else because that's not the easy route. Self-preservation right. it, it, like permeates itself, right? I'm going to do what's best to preserve me not hey let me put myself aside that that whole mentality of putting yourself aside is slowly dying like that protector nature is dwindling i mean look at how many police agencies across the country are thousands of thousands of officers short right because they can't find anyone willing to go out into this culture and police and to be a protector like it's just not That's just not how it works these days. People are unwilling to sacrifice themselves. If that makes any sense at all.
0: Yeah, I was going to, I'm trying to find the, the, not statistic, but the, I'm sure there's a number of agencies who are below what they're supposed to be.
1: I mean, dude, just Phoenix is $600 or 600 officers short, 695, just Phoenix. That's not Mesa. That's not Chandler. That's just where I live locally.
0: Mm, So 78% of agencies report having difficulty in recruiting qualified candidates. Number of 65% of agencies report having too few candidates applying to be law enforcement officers. 75% 75% of agencies report that recruiting is more difficult today than it was five years ago. 50% report having to change agency policies in order to increase the chances of gaining qualified applicants. 25% of agencies reported having to reduce or eliminate certain agency services, units, or positions because of staffing difficulties. Yep. But um, let's see here. Across the United States, there are approximately 18,000 law enforcement agencies spanning several states. Approximately 70% are sworn officers and 30 are not. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, because the police have been demonized so much. um, You can't even breathe right as a police officer and not have someone be trying to crucify you for it. Yeah, and
0: then so, you know, and then the other thing too is like Phoenix specifically, Phoenix is like number one in the country for officer-involved shootings. Yep. Um, For a number of reasons, I'm sure. One probably being that they're understaffed and the policing in the communities that need it the most don't have the bodies that they need. Yep. Whereas like, you know, I mean, Aotuki, I would only you would see maybe what, four officers, I four think, cops yeah. on a regular basis
1: yeah i think maybe because i we walk the dog uh at pecos so the substation i like at shift change it's like three and three so three will come in three go out or three come in four go out at night mm. like it's at the most it's only four in our whole like whatever a couple of years ago there was an incident where i needed to call the police that was uh, someone had discharged their weapon into from their apartment into our occupied apartment and the round went through this floor and the subfloor into our apartment. And it took the police officers four and a half hours to show up. All right. And I was like, hey, so I don't know if like dude's wife up there is dead. I don't know. I like the, any I don't any any because they were fighting later in the evening, gun oh, goes man. off. So uh hey, so possible homicide upstairs, negligent discharge, who knows? It mm-hmm. Took them four and a half hours to show up. I mean, that's just, that's just where we're at. Like, that's just not the resources available for what's going on. That's insane. Yeah.
0: And that, and that that kind of adds on to the whole, like, you need to be able to police yourself, police your family, because worst case scenario, law enforcement never shows up. Yep. So if your whole mentality is to restrict the ability of people to own Specific firearms and leave it to law enforcement Only why Because
1: yep. You're going to be long deceased by the time It's really not
0: there I mean
1: they really don't have to protect people Like nope. Honestly that's that's not their job Your job and, is um, to Protect yourself Yeah. So
0: the biggest thing you know from my perspective Is Everyone who wants to should be Carrying um, All the time Yep. You know, for the most part, you know, obviously like I don't carry when I go to the gym. But I I have a gun with me, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't have not inside the gym, but you know, just in general. Yeah. And being able to carry comfortably, right? So being able to carry comfortably with whatever you decide you want to carry, whatever whatever, yep. whatever it is. Being able to operate it consistently and comfortably. Yep. Um Even if you're not like the best shot, if you're not like an expert, being able to put, you know, rounds in eight inch circle at five yards, three yards, seven yards, whatever it is, should be easy. You should have a decent draw from concealment, you know, less than, I mean, less than a second and a half, Yep, which is a long time, but (laughs) yes, you know, I mean, that's, that's a good basis minimum
1: requirement. Yeah.
0: That's a good basis for that. Um, practice dry firing. Practice dry, drawing from concealment when you have time on it with an unloaded firearm. Obviously, um, you know, like I was just telling you on the way on the way home, I was talking to you, and I was trying. Let me show you. Hold on.
1: Stand by. Yeah.
0: So this is not what I carry, but this is what. I, Like, you know, this is a 320 with a TLR H1. You see how far that light comes down. Yeah. And this is a, I think this is a three and a half inch barrel. Maybe. Yeah, it's the same as a 19. So I want to carry this, this light, because it's a thousand lumens. It's super bright, right? Yes. But you can only carry it for so long and it's super uncomfortable. And And it jabs here, yeah. You know, and... When I remember, I don't know if you remember a while ago, I sent you the pads that I have on my kydex. Oh yeah. So I have those on there for a reason. Because it's it can be uncomfortable, right? This part right here goes right into the foop. Yep. And like it's just uncomfortable. It gets on Yeah. So especially after a long amount of time. So I put the pad on there and it is what it is. So we have Mr. Giel in his infinite wisdom
1: who says
0: oh, it shouldn't it shouldn't be comfortable, but I carry all the time.
1: Yeah, there should so be a level I, of go ahead.
0: If I swap this light for this light. Where it's flush. Yep. It makes it. Almost exactly the print. as this yep see there this one's a little shorter but with the threaded barrel and everything it's like the same length yep you know what i mean this one's obviously more comfortable to hold to carry but this one has full frame Yep. and it's comfortable now So, being able to have the ability to carry that capacity, and this is a 45, this is a 17, Glock 17 mag in a 19 slide, right? Hey. So, and this one I can shoot very well, like very well. It's pretty crazy. And there's no reason there's no reason why you shouldn't be carrying something that you f- like that you want to carry comfortably yep yep you know like i purposely buy pants that are bigger so that they can fit a pistol inside the waistband like yep. it kind of sucks when we go to places where i can't have my pistol in because then and my the pants are baggy off. yeah but yeah, you know, hey. whatever
1: yeah i <laughs> like it and i'll buy it's I'll a buy rare shirts, occur- rare occurrence 100 percent. i'll buy shirts a size bigger depending uh-huh. on depending on whatever You know, usually I can buy true sizes that I can not I can carry like a button-down shirt. Well, Mm -hmm. every time I get, you know, buy my size and it covers it. Doesn't I don't print t-shirts, I'll get a size bigger, give a little bit more flowy room, especially when it's hot as hot as balls outside and you start sweating and it gets a little sticky, you like give a little room. So those things like you have to be cognizant of as someone. But also, dude, I found Have you ever heard of uh, um, civil defense rounds by Liberty Munitions? It's like a silver, it's all silver, like nickel-plated bullet. Basically, it's a plus P round. It's like a 55-grain bullet that travels 2,000 feet per second. So it's a plus P round, but the weight is exponentially lower. I have, um, on my 19, I carry the uh, Terran Tactical uh, Extended base plates on my mag so the Mm -hmm. one that i carry in my gun is 18 plus one and the extra mag i carry is 20 plus is 20 so even with the aluminum base plates my magazine will weigh less than your full 19 magazine if you're running standard like you know rounds. So they're like a third of the weight, but I don't sacrifice any of the kinetic energy. So the less weight I'm carrying on my body means I can carry my firearm for longer before it gets fatiguing. So, I mean, I'm like you, I carry every day. If if not on my body, like it is in my vicinity, but I am, I'm a person that like, I mean, even in my, my board shorts, mm-hmm, like I'll tie my waistband. If I'm running out to the store and slip in my you know, my T-Rex arms appendix holster. And then there's like got the little kick out that the the belt loop is supposed to keep it flush. I can just pop my tie over the little, the little end that's supposed to keep your, your pistol closer to your body and it secures it in there. So I can draw if I needed to from my board shorts. So finding a way to carry, I mean, someone had asked me like, well, why do you carry a gun? I'm like, okay, well there's a hundred reasons, but like, well, if you believe in Jesus, like how can you justify carrying a gun? I said, okay, let me ask that's you not, a question. That's not a valid argument. Not at all. But I said, <laughs> let me ask you a question. I said, you believe in Jesus, right? He's like, yeah. I said, do you still wear your seatbelt in the car? Well, yeah. Said, well, why? why do you wear your seatbelt in the car? If you believe Jesus is going to get you to where you need to go with no harm. Well, just in case, okay, I carry a firearm just in case, but I fully believe Jesus is going to get me where I need to go with no harm. But would I rather be able to defend myself or somebody else and, or leave it at home and like, oh man, I really wish I had it. They could have come and use now. I could have used it now. It's this mentality of having it readily available, but praying to God that you never have to use it. You know what I mean? Reality is who knows, who knows? Most people can go, some people can go their whole life and never be in a car accident I know someone personally who's like had nine new cars. I'm not even sure how they're still insured. Like they were dropped from one insurance company, picked up by another one. And I'm pretty sure they're getting ready to get dropped. Like, how do you have so many accidents? I have no idea. That's crazy. Terrible driver. How many cars have you totaled? I don't know. Three. Who knows? No idea. But it's like, I would much rather be available, have it available as a tool and pray that I never need it than to need it and not have it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking
0: to see... I just pulled up that ammo. I've never heard of the ammo that you're talking about. Oh, yes. But I'm looking for... To compare it... To what I carry... Right here.
1: Which These one are, you carry?
0: I carry um, Palmetto's brand. Uh, America Ammunition Company. They have... Uh, just because you can get a 100... 115 grain hollow points for $45. Hmm. But they're 115 grains. Yeah. So, but I'm looking to see what the velocity. So these are 1165. The ones that you're talking about are 2040. Uh, Like, yeah. Like that's crazy fast. It's a hot round.
1: Well, the bullets in general are just lighter, right? the bullets in general are lighter with the, I think it's a heavier load. So you get the, you get the, so what I was the the guy that told me about them years ago, um, he was like, dude, you ever heard the verbiage speed kills? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, that's not just in cars or motorcycles speed kills. He's talking about, well, this is what I carry. So he, you know, out of his, I think it was a Glock. He had like a Glock 17 or whatever. So he had his like, you know, 17 round mag or whatever the 17s come with the big, big boy mags. And then he put a Terran tactical base plate on it. So he had an ungodly amount of rounds in this magazine and he pulls it out and he hands it to me. He's like, he's like, that's full. I'm like, there's no way. So he's like, dude, there's it's full. Here's another one. He pulls it out. And I'm like, what the heck are these dude? And he's like, well, here they are. He's like, you don't sacrifice any of the kinetic energy because what you lack in weight of bullet you make up in feet per second. I'm like, hmm. That is quite interesting. He's like, you're not losing kinetic energy with a a lighter bullet like you would if you were going to still be traveling at 1,100 feet per second. You're traveling double that, just shy of double with half the weight of the bullet. It just makes it more comfortable to carry all day. But I haven't gone back. I found out later that it goes through things that it's not supposed to go through, such as soft body armor, but whatever. Okay.
0: It says reduced over penetration.
1: So the the I don't know the way they they explode. I mean, I wish I had. I'm trying to see I'll how gr- much
0: less weight it is. So one fifteen times. You no, know, one fifteen minus. What was it? Fifty? Are they fifty grain? 55 grain? F-
1: fifty five
0: grain? Fifty to five. Fifty grain equals sixty five times eighteen. It's one thousand one hundred and seventy grains. So that's a quarter of a quarter pound, mm-hmm. just under a quarter pound. So it's like point one six seven pounds. So round up to so two tenths of a pound which is in i mean that's i guess a lot i'm sure you would feel it for sure yeah i mean carrying it all day long Oh, and then times two so that would be times two mm -hmm.
1: because if you have a spare mag yeah i mean you're almost like at that point half a pound lighter than yeah i mean justin changing your rounds yeah I mean, decent weight savings for something you're going to be carrying. I mean, it looks like the added, like if you're backpacking, every ounce that you have on your feet in your boot weight is equivalent to pounds on your back. So I think it's like ounces is 10 pounds on your back. I think that you carry. So if your boot weighs a freaking two pounds each, you're like Mm -hmm. immediately already carrying tons of weight on your back. It's like the, the same deal. Plus, I mean, for me it was a it was big enough for me to be like hey dude watch this so i've done that to my buddy like hey hold this boat because like, oh, you have a 19 i'm like here's here's a full mag this is what it feels like and they're like holy crap what are these things um but yeah i then you look at i mean it, it somebody was talking about like those rounds being like oh whatever they're they penetrate soft armor yada 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 i mean okay whatever it's so a plus what? p round. who cares i don't care you got soft armor and you're trying to hurt me? It's fine. Whatever. Bye-bye. Go meet Jesus. Um, but I was like looking at some of the YouTube videos and I was like, okay, cool. And like the way they they mushroom out is pretty, I mean it stops the round with no ever penetration. It's pretty dope. The
0: yeah, way they I mean, slow. If it
1: goes through soft armor, who cares?
0: It's not like they're using yeah, it's it for that like, purpose anyway. Yeah. I so mean, do bullets. Like, so do rifle rounds. I mean, that's true. That is true. So do five, seven rounds. Yep. So, so what? So what, so what, my dude? So Buttons and Become a (laughs) Tailor. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean, baby?
1: Uh, Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out for sure just because any little amount of weight is good. Yeah, it's a big deal. Any reduced weight.
1: Especially if you're going all day. All day long. You definitely will feel it all day long. I mean, you can imagine half a pound less digging into your appendix in surface area that's like this big and this big like you're gonna freaking feel it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i like it i like it it a lot but hey before we take this little break follow us at god guns and family podcast at instagram uh and then you can message us any questions comments whatever to god guns and family podcast at gmail.com like so share that's what i'm talking about i can see some some awesome stuff but dude really this whole thing is for people to to hear the word to be a, along this partner walk that we're doing this faith walk together they're talking about god guns and family just being here for all y'all guys for one another building this community and it's gonna be awesome so do it like we'll night take a break and we'll uh, be take right, a back. Break. right back There's right a back from
0: our sponsors
1: oh yes
0: hello this is mike we have no sponsors. Thank you for listening. Here's the second part of our podcast.
1: Goodbye. We took a big boy. Hello. You did? Yeah, we almost took a big one. We, uh, we're we up in like unit one towards the White Mountains. Yeah. So we uh, were up there and it was, dude, the wind was atrocious. It was horrible weather. Like the wind was... Like sustained 30 mile an hour winds with gusts up to 65 miles an hour. It was like, not fun. Look like little mini tornadoes when they would roll through. So you couldn't hear him bugling at all. So we're like, dude, this is kind of stupid. So we're like, all right, whatever, we'll go out anyway. So we're like out and we're like a mile and a half away from camp. And we drop down into this ravine and we hear him bugle. I'm like, oh, they're down in this ravine with us. So we bugle back. Long story short, we come up on a herd. It was like, one big herd where the big bull that we were chasing um was in and apparently there was like not necessarily part of the same herd but like like three ancillary bulls that were like kind of near where the the big herd were mm-hmm. um i didn't i saw two of the ancillary bulls so like we had come down into this like meadow where like there's this big tree where um shannon and i were and his brother-in-law kind of like cut across on that the other side of the meadow and uh, we were like up on this bowl. We had called him in. He was like walking away. We bugled and he turned back around like, okay, let's square up wherever this, whoever this challenging male is like, let's go. He was coming right back at us, had turned broadside and his my buddies that was across the field. His brother-in-law, that was his brother-in-law was across the field, took a shot at another bowl that we didn't see, but boom, took the shot and scared the big boy and his whole herd away, dude. I was like, did he uh, get the other one? He didn't, bro. We didn't, even, we didn't even get no meat, meat, bro. Yeah, it's annoying. I know. I was like so sad. I was like, <laughs> it was terrible. It was like our last night. Like it was like the last evening hunt. Like we were like, we right probably 30 minutes before sun sundown. So like we couldn't even chase him onto that next ridge. Like it was, we ended up being like seven miles away from the side by side. So we had to turn around and then hike seven miles back out. Gross. It was, it was It was a fun time. And the winds the whole time. Half
0: of the weight, I have my little scale here. Oh yeah. Half of the weight, it's a half a pound for one mag. Yep. You're cutting off a half a pound from this. And that's with the nineteen with optics and light. So that is one point seven eight pounds. So altogether it's like two point nine seven. So you cut a half a pound off of that. You're like just over two pounds, which is a pretty significant drop in weight. Yep.
1: So this is, like I won't. Mm, yep. this
0: is my precious.
1: You're precious. I love it. Pre- <laughs> That's what I actually like the 45 better, but you like the four or five better. I do. I have like, I still need to find a Gen 3 upper that is, I just need to buy one because I have a P80 that's like half done. I got mm-hmm. the lower parts kit and everything in it. I just need a Gen 3 19 slide. I'm like, go oh, on um, Slideworks,
0: Slideworks Engineering. And then they'll usually have a sale, like, uh, they always have sales hmm. 20% off.
1: Okay. Oh, or actually.
0: Dude. And then P 80 had a sale too the other day for their stuff, which was like crazy. It was like 40% off or something. You could get oh, a slide wow. for like 80
1: bucks. Wow. What the heck?
0: Yeah, it was pretty done. If I knew you were looking for one, I would have told you, but I remember now.
1: Yeah. Now you remember now.
0: See, there's a hair from a jump. <laughs>
1: Getting. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, bro. At any rate, hey buddy, Yes, what I'm talking about, dude. But uh, we had some uh, some interesting conversation afterwards because my wife likes to listen off in the distance and then has a whole bunch of some ideas. T-rex. Oh, the T Rex arms, yeah, and it's got this
0: thing. There's a pin that you can pull huh. out, and then you and can then put you can run them belt separate. Clip yep oh cool and yeah, the reason it. why i got this was because the lead time on this like i ordered it last sunday they shipped it on monday i got it on wednesday can't be that
1: which is pretty quick for a kydex holster so i had an old t-rex arms like old that was mm-hmm. given to me and it, the dude that gave it to me had already like jb welded it like it was broke it was broke broke but i was like okay well i will test out like how this they have like a lifetime
0: warranty
1: dude so they had the sidecar and i was like okay cool like let's just rock it let's see what it's so i'm like this is kind of comfortable so i just on a whim reached out to to t-rex arms dude and they said what kind of make model? what is this i mean picture of it did it was in the mail to my like custom to my gun with the like custom color like four days later yeah i was like you can't beat this these their customer service is incredible
0: there that and um. There's another company in Gilbert. I think it is Last Conceal L A S. That's this one. Oh okay. A bungee. I'm not Ooh. like I'm not super stoked about this one though because this one, as you can see here,
1: you yeah, it'll pinch the boys. It
0: it pinches. And sometimes mm. it's a little. It's a little. You know, it's like. <laughs> and it doesn't feel good and Andrew every time it happens he knows he's like oh it got gotcha. you and I'm like bro it ain't funny Dude.
1: yeah so Yo, it happens. Uh, that that's the downside like that, would, that would looks like that would be
0: so I switched over to the t-rex because it doesn't have that motion and I was yeah. gonna like try to put zip ties in there or something to make it not move
1: not move like
0: this direction Bobbly, yeah. yeah so or just take it apart and just put two, just have it two separate.
1: So that's kind of can... what I've been, I've been rocking, dude. It's just a, like a freaking super cheap like Blackhawk appendix holster, like mm-hmm. cheap. It was like twenty dollars, and then a super cheap individual in the waistband mag holster is what I wore at church all day. It was decently comfortable. It was mm-hmm. like, here, hold on, I'll go get it. Okay, I will wait here for you, sir.
0: Very good, very good.
1: Super duper, super duper cheap, super duper cheap. Yeah, like cheapy, cheapy boy. And then I rock super cheapy mag holster. Boom, that's it. That's that's me set up for church today. Rock an individual. I like this. Yeah, I rock the plus five Terran Tactical. This what these, these beautiful rounds look like.
0: Yeah, they're pricey, but I mean they cut the weight significantly. I, so it's worth if it. If I
1: come off, if I come so we just had Shields open over here, and I think they're running yes. a decent deal on ammo. If they have one for cheap, I'll pick it up and ship it to you. No, I can just order it. I'm illegal. not gonna be home
0: for two weeks anyway. So yeah, it's legal.
1: I can just order it. It's like thirty-seven dollars online. Oh, dude, that sucks. That's super expensive now. Is it? Yeah, I mean I bought mine for like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks a box. Twenty three, twenty-four dollars a box. I found a Is it recently, 20 in box. Uh yeah. Uh check Sportsman. sportsman's warehouse had them. Sportsman's warehouse had them. Dude, the downside to carrying an appendix too, like in Arizona, is the sweat makes your gun all gunky and gross. Yeah. And if you had if you have slide rub at all, it like oxidizes your slide, it's gross. Then you have to scrub it off and
0: yeah. Did it's you mass. gotta get the sweat guard thing? And yeah, I
1: need to do all that. All that. All that because my guy Just the... Mean
0: maintain just clean just clean every other week or so or every week
1: yeah I need, to, I need to get me some some good good on here you know what i mean yeah yeah if you go good to work. if
0: you like shop at o'reilly's at all you should get those five dollar coupons and then use the lucas gun oil that they have there that's what i do I'll, whenever i get like the five dollar off coupon i'll go and get a bottle of the lucas gun oil okay it's like in a little Oh yeah, they have it right at the counter.
1: Okay, how much is it? A couple bucks
0: like after a coupon.
1: Oh, it's like eight, well, yeah,
0: yeah, it's like eight bucks minus five bucks.
1: Yeah, the stuff I have, I've used forever is like Millitech. Yeah, basically, it lasts, it lasts engine oil. forever. Engine oil runs forever. Like the little white bottle. Mm-hmm. Run like I've had two of them for ten years. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing, and
0: but I'm yeah, gonna have to go get some more. Yeah, it's worth it. And they have yeah, it in not. a spray, a big spray bottle, like a mm-hmm. aerosol. Okay. Like WD 40. Yeah, that's cool. Which I pretty much use it on everything. So, because I don't use a lot of oil on in. there, just a little bit.
1: Yeah. Just, I mean, do you have a lot of oil just going to your shiz up.
0: Yeah, it's not.
1: Yeah, no. Bueno. So, we were talking uh, during our break, Amanda and I, and kind of going into situational awareness. We we're talking about as, you know, male side caveat to that would be our ability to train our children in mm-hmm. practical ways to be situationally aware. okay so we've yeah. um, done um, so playing guess who with them awesome awesome way to get them to start asking questions that are um, visual identifiers to people. So does he wear glasses? is his hair short? says what color are his eyes? all those different things okay beard no beard but we've been playing a game with our kids and it's worked exponentially well. So we'll tell them before we go into a store, I'm going to ask you questions about what goes on inside the store. And if you get it right, I have three questions and I'll, if you get them right, we'll go get ice cream or whatever, whatever the reward is. Um, so this last time we were at Fries, and it was like the interaction with uh, um, so we, it was like, we pulled in the parking lot. I got them into the store. I'm like, Hey, what color was the car to my left? It was like a silver sedan. Jaron's mm-hmm. like, uh, red. I'm like, no, dude, not red silver. <laughs> and then Aria's like, uh, it was a silver car. I'm like, good job. Okay. So we like go through, do our thing, buy our store whatever and come back out. And then I asked the car, I'm like, so what was the lady's name that checked us out at the register? And, uh, I think Jaron got that one, right? Like Lucille. I'm like, okay, last question where her fingernails painted green or blue and no one could answer it. I'm like, so getting them to like analyze detail. Cause they don't know mm-hmm. when we're going to ask them specific questions. And another really fun game that they love playing is you take, go, you know, bring your children into the kitchen and you, okay. You have three minutes to look around, just observe, don't touch anything. Just observe the room, send them out for a minute change three things like move the clock from this side to this side or move this dish and put it away or what change the environment just just slight changes and then you give them two minutes to come back into the room look at it and then tell you what's missing or off it like trains their brains to be always looking and analyzing and processing so um and another thing that we did too as far as like whatever words you choose to use like with your children so like if we're out and about um our three kids know if we say heads up eyes up that means we have seen something that you have not seen that we feel is out of place out of character or may be dangerous Mm -hmm. so if we're out and about and they hear heads up eyes up they know grab one of our hands or get behind me or behind Amanda, and then we can navigate them around. Um, So that was like just the phrase that we used for our kids was heads up, eyes up, Mm -hmm. Um, or any word that you guys would choose, but that indicates, Hey, you might not see this and they don't ask why anymore. Cause before they were like, what, why don't ask why, if I said heads up, eyes up, I'll explain it to you later. And it happened a couple of times where they asked why, And I snatched him up and got him out of the way. And then I was like, dude, this is, this is, I I will always explain to you why after the fact, 100%. -hmm. But if I say heads up, eyes up. So the other day we were walking the dog at the park. We had all three kids. I'm extremely belligerent homeless man was approaching and and being very aggressive in nature towards us. I said, heads up, eyes up, got the kids around me. He was coming up to me passed out on the grass and i said hey bro you're right and he just basically yelled f you get away from me so i'm like okay dude if you die of alcohol poisoning that's a choice you made all right Can't well, fix stupid whatever so but it was like that phrase and phraseology was is what our family chooses to use as heads up eyes up. so yeah i would suggest too with kid you know families that are listening to this with small kids develop something a something a word a plan or something and there was one thing that I heard heard on a podcast or something somewhere. It was if the only time you were thinking about something happening is in the moment in which it happens, you've already missed the boat. You've already yeah. missed. So you need to be having these conscious thought processes and thought loops before every anything ever happens. You need to talk through, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what the plan is, if this happens or when this happens. And start those conversations at home when there's nothing going on and start that, that, that ideology and the, the, the systematic thinking about it outside of a situation that is requiring you to think about those things. So random little side notes that we had chatted about during, uh, during the,
0: no, that's, that's good too. And, um, I mean, we don't have any like specific code words or anything like that. It would just be like, Hey, goodbye me or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like that typically will, or, and what's kind of cool now too, is, um, the kids will notice stuff. Hey, Hey, uh, Hey, pa, heads up, eyes up. Or Hey mom, heads up, eyes up. And like, if they've seen something most times I've already seen it, but they're like identifying, Mm -hmm. Hey, that person gives me a weird feeling. And I train our kids, you know, like most times that inward feeling that's intuition and your body your your subconscious will know intuitively know hey there's something off or yep. hey there is an element of danger or hey if you ask every person who was in a violent crime somebody doing something to them 98% of the time they'll say i am, am like directly before it happened i felt something i felt yep. something off and then it was started it's like tony bauer talks about weaponizing your flinch response. You're instead of your first flinch is a way protecting vital organs, it's in aggression moving mm-hmm. towards it, which is a very cool um like spear system is it was is Tony Bauer's system. But um being in tune and cognizant of of those things as well and teaching your kids it's okay to voice, hey, this person makes me uncomfortable. I'm gonna back them up every single time. I don't know something about you it's making my son not feel very good. So you can back off Ah. like i you're not coming any closer
0: yeah and that and that ties into also like going out and like well you don't drink but um some people do right some people i see they go out with their kids they drink several beers and both parents have had several drinks right yep which it is what it is um i'm always a proponent like if one of them is if one parent is drinking the other one is not or yes if one parent is drinking, the other one has maybe one beer or whatever yeah, to a point where they know that literally they're not inebriated or whatever, like today for lunch, whatever we went out and Aaron had a margarita or something. And I had half of a cider because, you know, that's it Mm -hmm. just because I let ciders are delicious. And if it didn't have any alcohol, I still would drink it (laughs) because they're delicious. It's like a pineapple cider. So it was delicious. So, Um, because I don't like that feeling when I'm out in public. Yep, I feel like I'm out of control. I'm not out of control, but I don't feel like I'm in control. 100 percent control. Yeah. So, and that's that's stuff that I won't do unless Aaron is sober 100. percent You know what I mean. So, yeah, I it's not it's not a two way thing. It's not like both yep. of us are going to go out and have a you know have a mm-hmm. several drinks <laughs> a or whatever. I'm just I'm <laughs> not going to do it yeah so we're not going to do it because we ultimately are responsible for Andrew's safety yep and i'm responsible for their safety kind of a thing 100%. so it's not um it well it well it, it's a knock on people who do that because worst case situation you're not in control of whatever something happens yep you wish I mean, more than likely, I guess, I don't know, I've not really been in the situation, but I would assume that your adrenaline sobers you up pretty quick. Yep. Um, but I just, it's just a risk that even in like a safe area, like we live in a pretty safe area and it's not something I would really toy with on a yep. regular basis. I mean, if it happens like once, it would be like, ah, oh, man, like I had too many, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm like, hmm then i then i kind of get paranoid and i get anxious and like all this other stuff because it was a you know stupid decision to make and then yep. i'm like kind of waiting until we're like in an area where like okay now we're nowhere close to home or whatever the situation whatever yep. it is so that's um that's kind of how i am especially if i'm in this if i'm like at an event where it's oh, like yeah. uh like a concert or sporting event or something like that and i I, and i don't have the ability to carry then i yep. know for sure i have to keep my wits about me because i have to be able to fight you know yep. like and i could probably roll pretty good if i had a few beers in me like that's because yeah. it's just second nature and the legal aspect of it um isn't really there you know like you're not getting a misconduct with a firearm if you have drinks and you have a firearm yeah or kind of thing. you know what i mean so that's that that issue isn't there but ultimately, I want to be at hundred percent or close to it. Yeah. If something goes down, so if I go out to a sporting event or something like that, I'll have. A, I don't know if you've seen the. Uh, things. So like I make, I made these. This is a G10 material. Uh-huh. You know what G10 is? It's like a mm-hmm. composite. They use it to make knife handles. Oh. And it's a sharp. Ah, and okay. this has epoxy in it. Okay, so it's a solid thing and it doesn't go, there's no metal and just a trigger. Okay, and like if you need it, you can see the skank. I like that.
1: Where, where does one acquire one of those? I can make you one and send it to you. I have yes, a few, please. I will. There's I a guy will, on
0: I... there's a guy that sells them on Instagram for like 30 bucks a piece. But they're, yeah, they're easy to make. Huh. Yeah, John has some. Okay. John's got a couple that he bought and he's like, oh, yours aren't as sharp. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay,
1: Who cares? That's the point. Whatever. It's like, it's a sharp point. It's still sharp.
0: Like, it's pretty sharp. Like, if you hit it on your finger hard enough, it'll make you bleed. Like, it's not dull. Yeah. But, and you can sharpen it if you end up having to use it. Not that you would want to reuse it, but. This like, like, is another th- thing. The only thing I yeah. haven't really tried is like to, to bring it on the plane, which I probably wouldn't just because. But yeah. I do have like a like one of those tactical pens with like a f- window breaker on it, and they don't even care about that. So it's like yeah. th- this thing, which is they the same care. thing. Yeah, this is. <laughs> no, they don't care. Because it's a pen. Well, this is a fire starter, but I've had this in my bag, and they don't care they don't care about it and it's the same thing you know so it's like what what is it you know what do they care about yeah where's the line yeah but ultimately if you're wanting to go out and do something just you know in my opinion obviously not to you directly because you don't drink but other people be cognizant of where you're at what you're doing yep because there are people that are out there who look specifically for people who have had too much to drink, especially women. Yep. Not that women are looking for people, but people are looking for women who have had too much to drink or something, right? Something along yep. those lines. And you just never know. You never know. I mean, even here, like here is a, you know, is a really relatively safe area and you just never know. Like it could happen. Yep tomorrow or whatever you know yep we don't know if uh like we we keep an eye out on our parking lot at church there's a really rare chance that something's gonna happen you know you saw the video someone shot the sign obviously nobody would probably do that during the day but it definitely heightened our alertness level because that's real deal yeah it's real and like i said like we said before man like people are really like out looking for white christian males and especially like an older conservative female like conservative women are like targeted
1: yep what did you just hear about the safety network the safety team that uh, stopped the shooting at the church in georgia i think it was georgia Mm -mm. so dude had posted on social media hey i'm gonna go take out Basically, I'm going to take out these these Christians and then sent posted a picture of him sitting in the parking lot of the church with like his pistol or something like in front of his steering wheel. So someone saw it like three counties away, notified their police, their police their into the local state police or the local agency that that guy was in. The church was in because she knew somebody affiliated to that church, got them in. The sheriffs had got... Um, notified so but by the, between the sheriffs were notified and the service starting the dude had gone in through a side entrance and the safety team network had already spotted him as out of place and had kept tabs on him so they were all like nothing had happened because he hadn't had chance but the safety team members had positioned themselves directly behind and to the side of said dude and then the police showed up and basically came in saying, "Hey, this is what we're looking for. Have you seen this person?" Well, as a matter of fact, he's surrounded by our safety team. The people come in, and he had, I don't know, like 150 rounds and some pistols. Um, so it is a is a fact. Like you can't be complacent just because where you live is safe. The world is different. It's changed. You're conservative. You're white. You're whatever race, but you love Jesus. Like you show up to a church on a Sunday. There's people who want to cause harm to people who love Jesus.
0: Period. Mm -hmm. Especially now, like especially Especially now, now Now with this whole with everything going on in Israel right now, it's going to probably kick up. There's probably going to be more things that happen at synagogues, at you know churches, at um, what is it, messianic, um... messianic uh, services, yeah. Yeah, and all that stuff. So, I think it needs to be kicked up as far as security goes. Yep. Um, keep a keep a you know keep a little bit more vigilant, and um, just kind of yep. keeping an out. And this it's not just it's not and for whatever reason like Mormons don't have security teams, which is insane. It's crazy to me. Um, just because not necessarily because they're bad people, but because the FLDS side has given it a bad taste or giving society a bad taste of what LDS is, right? Because mm-hmm. the majority, the vast majority of LDS people are very kind people. Yep. And I have several friends who are LDS, um, but they don't have safety teams at their
1: I don't know. What are their they temples? Wards?
0: Wards. Oh wards. Yes. Wards, wards, temples, and I think there's another thing. thing. There's a smaller yeah. one. But um that's definitely something that should be addressed. If if I if anyone knows someone who's a Mormon, let them know like they gotta do that. Cause that's it's crazy. Yep. Um but just because of Warren Jeffs, man, Warren Jeffs put a bad taste in so many people's mouths with all the stuff that was going on. Yeah. Brainwashing, um manipulation, you know, uh statutory rape.
1: Yep. Rape. All that craziness. Like
0: mental abuse, physical abuse, all that stuff. Um and it's a very it's just it's just the reality of it today so yep but now especially with everything going on in israel there's a higher chance i think because they're going to be like oh well now it's time yep so i mean
1: honestly yeah i just is you know i think uh, is culturally we need to just be in a heightened sense when you're out at the grocery store when you're out to eat with your family when you're going to church wherever you're going Take a little bit more time to notice things happening around you. Mm -hmm. Like just do it because what's the, what's the worst that's going to happen with you being just a little bit more situationally where you know how many door exits there are bummer. You may have a little more anxiety, but a little more anxiety, but like that's the worst. And what's the best is you, you you read something before it happens and you can
0: mitigate it. That's the best. Like I have, uh, you know, like I love John to death. He's, you know, one of my best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same with you, I'm sure. Um, he's very. How would I say this? Not he's not ignorant. He He knows what's going on. But with me specifically, because I don't travel without my pistol unless I go mm-hmm. to California. And that is very like, I don't like doing that. So and he's like, oh, man, it's good that you're finally like getting, you know, letting it go and kind of. And I'm like, no, man, I'm not letting it go. I still don't want to go to California because I I I lack the ability to protect myself in the mm-hmm. abil- in the way that I feel like I need that I need to. Mm-hmm. So I and I told and I even told my boss, man, like I travel with my gun all the time. And we even have like every time I go on a there's an event and I travel on an event, we have this thing called a pre-installation access meeting. And we have people that are not in our department that do some things for us sometimes and he's like you know he's like yeah you can't have any concealed weapons and he's like i don't have to say anything about who that might be in this group and i'm like well, i <laughs> yeah. don't carry on base so um, yeah <laughs> and uh what we talked about last time how much how stressful that was for really, yeah, that whole know. situation so um but yeah you know it's like it's a thing i mean and worst case scenario right let's talk about worst case scenario like yeah. let's say something happens there's a terror attack and flights are grounded for Whatever, for yep. and let's say indefinitely for whatever extended period of time, power goes out, whatever it is. I want to have yep that tool with me to get everywhere.
1: home. Yeah, everywhere.
0: You know what I mean? Like, let's say there's an EMP that hits and I'm on the East Coast. I have to make my way across the daggone country. Yep. At the very least, I need a pistol. At the very least. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, like, yep. You know, you know, and depending on where I'm at, that, that may not even be enough, you know. But I definitely want yep. the ability to have that tool. I agree. That's why I always have at least one pair of like running shoes with me, or like those sneakers type thing. Yep. Because if I just bring dress shoes, I'm not gonna be able to walk across the country in dress shoes. Not that I would yep. be able to walk across the country anyway, but if I had to, I probably could. Um, stuff like that, you know, like little things yeah. and um, little tiny preparedness things. Like I keep uh, some medical stuff in my bag, yep. you know, or nothing crazy, just enough to kind of help out where I can. Luckily, there's a lot of stuff everywhere where, you know, there's first aid kits, AEDs, yep, you know, stuff like that. So minor yeah, things a... can help save yep. lives on a regular yep. basis, you know. Like if you don't know, like here's the thing, like. If you have kids or little kids or any kids or anyone that you love and you don't know basic first aid. Yeah. CPR. You don't know how to do the Heimlich. Um, I got John, one of those uh, life vac things or the oh, suction yep. cup thingies. And I just got yep. one for church because there's, there's a lot of people there. Everyone, you know, a lot of the people who work in the children's ministry, they have to be CPR certified. But yes. the difference is between doing a Heimlich on a, infant is so different and a toddler and a child or me is very different and with Mm -hmm. that thing you're alleviating all of those variables and you're just like boom like a plunger on the face you know and it takes the fine motor skills and remembering like okay this this child i have to do the this on the back or like i can't do a, a finger sweep on this child because they're too small their palate's too soft whatever it is yeah just it's it's not common knowledge that you shouldn't do a finger swab on a child who is an infant because their palate's too small you could cause severe severe damage to them a lot of people don't know that not that anyone really knows how to do the finger swab anyway but it's just a thing you know so having those different things in mind um knowing that uh like minor things like uh like like i don't know man like Common sense, ish type stuff that the yes. normal person probably doesn't know.
1: And a lot of that, dude, go find a, a class. Yeah. Don't YouTube. I mean, YouTube. You can clean yeah. some knowledge you can, from. Yeah, you can YouTube get some YouTube it. knowledge. There's a there's a little bit of difference between YouTube class and going to a class. And if you're gonna look at YouTube, go through like a trusted organization, right? Field Craft Survival. Any yeah. like these, Warrior like, Poet. Water, yeah, Warrior Poet's fantastic. Like. These dudes know what they're talking about, and a lot of them, either, if they're not a subject matter expert, they hire subject matter experts yeah. to do videos on particular said subjects. Mm-hmm. Listen to these guys. But if you have the availability to take a class, a, a general first aid class, I want to find like a like a level one trauma class like that I can take. I thought about even just going through EMT courses. You do like
0: courses.
1: a at uh, Cowtown. Yeah, dude, I just want to learn. Like, I want to learn how to pack wounds. I want it like to just basic first aid stuff to help someone survive just a little bit longer, dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Find a class, they're relatively cheap. And guess what? Even if it is a little bit more money, investing in something that's a skill like that is something worth investing in. How dude, much I have you honestly,
0: spent?
1: I honestly, being through
0: TCCC and having an EMTB certification, I would recommend doing TCCC over doing. EMT because EMT is like nine weeks. You could do T triple C over the course of a weekend and learn so much more and more Mm -hmm. applicable trauma first aid stuff. Like because as an EMT, you're going to be limited if you especially if you get licensed, you're Mm going to be limited on what you can do. Whereas, like if you're a Mm -hmm. private citizen and you have T triple C training and like all this other stuff, like that's one of the reasons why I let my EMT lapse is because I was limited on what I was able to do because I know how to do an IV. I know how to mm-hmm. do a trach. I know how to do a um, ch- chest uh, needle decompression for tension pneumothorax for a, a collapsed lung. I know how to do all that. But as an EMTB, I wasn't able to do it if I had to because of my scope of practice for my mm-hmm. life, my license that I had. So if I, if I knew, like, sense. hey, dude, this dude's going to die if they don't have fluids, I got six IV bags in my truck with tubes and everything. But... I'm liable at that point if I do that because my certification is a B and I'm not advanced because Arizona doesn't have advanced. But as a private citizen, if I'm doing everything that I can and my knowledge to help that person live and they die, I'm not liable for it. But I did everything that I could Mm. before first responders showed up to save that person's life. And, you know, worst Hmm. case scenario, it didn't work and I tried my best. So, okay. I'm yeah, going to have to hit so that up then there is a liability issue there with having that certification that I wasn't super stoked about. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, Hmm. Yeah. looks like I'm going to go find a class. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Cowtown. Um, yeah. independence training, I think is the, t- is the people they live they're uh, North Phoenix. I know they do them at, um, C2. Okay. Let me see. We are checking it out. Ind- Independence Training is their Instagram. Okay. I did a podcast with those dudes years ago. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, That's they're awesome. like in North Phoenix. They're, they run most of their stuff at Cowtown. At the range up north. Yeah. So that's, that's where they would be the, doing the classes, but it's worth it. And I think they do some of the stuff down at C2. Um, I'm going to have to hit that up. Yeah, it's worth it. And it's probably a few hundred bucks. But hey, they do a lot of tactical it, training too, so it's it's like the stuff that you would need to save somebody's life, like TCCC, tactical combat care, tactical combat, casualty care. Hey, okay. Not that you're going to be in combat, but but it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, at this point. I mean, if you have that level of training, and then you're doing stuff like at a car accident, you're gonna know what's happening. You're gonna be able to help. Help.
1: Yeah. So. I love it, man. Yeah, that's We we should definitely uh, do some more of these because this was fun. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. it. I like it a lot. Let's pray. Let's do it, Jesus. We just thank you for who you are. Ah, What a privilege and honor it is, Lord, to be counted as son and daughter. Lord, help us to be more cognizant and aware that you teach us, Father God, to be as cunning as a serpent and as wise as a dove, Lord, so that we just thank you, Father, that you give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and the heart to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks Boom, for listening, everybody.
0: Love, peace, and peace. Oh, that's perfect. I'm going to try
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> later. later. <laughs>